politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen to the one and only CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here in the house for Friday, September 10th. But for our purposes, because the anniversary will be over the weekend, it is essentially September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. I can hear you! (laughs) I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And yes, folks, we all remember that recording of President George W. Bush like it was yesterday. It was a time that stoked in us not just a great degree of patriotism, but this desire, this commitment to fight for our country, to unite behind a common cause. We all thought that that would be the moment that would rectify the already budding cultural rot gut and mistakes that our government was making for decades. And indeed, like in every sunset, every form of adversity, God also gives us a sunrise, an opportunity to harness that travesty, that tragedy, and come out even stronger. And instead, our government bungled, bungled, The response, everything we should have done with 9-11, we didn't do. Everything that was antithetical, we did. And now we've come full circle where we've met the enemy, and the enemy is our own government. Where we now have something that is so much worse than 9-11. So much worse, killing hundreds of thousands of people. A virus created by our government. A virus enhanced through mass leaky vaccination by our government. A virus that could have been dealt with from day one without all the pain with with treatment. When to this day, they're blocking treatment, blocking information. Literally like people trapped in the World Trade Center, except in this case, we could get them out and our government is doing the trapping. So many people dying from this virus after 18 months when we could see it coming a mile away and they block all things that work and push things that not only don't work, but have clearly enhanced The viral load of the virus. I'm sorry, folks. I never imagined that we'd come to the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Especially people my age, 30s, 40s, where it really defined your existence. You know, the the high school, college era is really where, you know, you, you kind of come of age. The people 35 to 45, 35 to 50 or so, this would define our life. And instead, we are now faced with something so much more existential. And it's being done not by the Islamists, not even by the Chinese, really. And we're going to talk about that soon, but by our own government. Well, it's a very different 9-11 show, 20th anniversary I planned on doing. But it's the one we need. Now, today's sponsor, now that we have government letting hundreds of thousands of dangerous refugees and domestic criminals loose. You need to protect yourself, not just with a firearm, but in order to do that properly, you need the proper holster. We the people holsters. 
our American-made company, our friends there, they have you covered it starting at just 40 bucks. They make custom-molded uh, firearm uh, holsters to fit pretty much every firearm you have, left-handed, right-handed, inside the waist, outside the waist. If you go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash CR, check out their premium-printed hoodies, long-sleeved T-shirts, their, their EDC tactical gun belts, in addition to their holsters, every defense defensive course you take, you're, you're going to learn that a proper um, defensive draw from, from the holster starts with a proper uh, gun belt and holster. Again, I cannot stress this enough. Every holster and gun belt from We The People comes with a lifetime guarantee. Uh, go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash CR. Get an additional $10 off with offer code CR. Again, wethepeopleholsters.com slash CR. So, folks, you know, I was thinking today, as I was preparing my work for today, I didn't get a chance to do my column because my sister calls me desperately. My mother was going to stay at her house uh, over the weekend because my, my father's out traveling. And uh, my mother's terrified to come to the house. She's going to stay home. Why? Because her nine-year-old daughter was playing for four hours with a kid that now, a day later, came down with the virus. Now, this kid will be okay then, but he got very high fever that was very hard to come down. And, And they were thinking of taking him to the ER. This was not happening all of last year. It's almost like they created the virus that they wanted but didn't exist. And again, if we're seeing people in their 30s and 40s die now, it doesn't take a genius to realize it's not a variant thing. Because remember, kids clearly had cross-immunity. Cross-immunity could recognize a variant, but it won't help as much for a bioweapon level of viral load. Now, generally, I'm not seeing kids get, you know, their levels... Uh, their oxygen levels go down in the cytokine storm, but we are seeing a bad flu, okay? And again, like, now I never even thought about how do you treat kids? Now I'm speaking with all the doctors we have on the show, hey, like, what do we do? And generally, they, they now advocate that they should use everything. Sometimes lower doses they'll prescribe, but everything we use, hydroxy, ivermectin, singular, whatever it is, um... You know, they won't throw as many things at them, not initially, because usually they won't need it, um, you know, less vitamin D than you'd give an adult, let's say. And the one big no-no, just so you know, in case you guys don't already know, kids under 12 should not get aspirin. But the point being, I'm thinking, you know, here, my mother, my mother has the Pfizer shot, but she got the Pfizer shot, the leakiest of all, I think in February. So you have to assume it's done. God knows what long-term da- damage it did to her. And now she's terrified. And... Wants us to just stay in her house. And you know what? You know, she's got a little, you know, health issue. You know what? I can't blame her. Because they've made treatment so scarce to come by and almost so uncertain. Meaning, it takes someone of my level to have dealt with this one-on-one with the best experts to get a confidence in this. But if you didn't do that, you'd be like, what the heck? The vaccine's not working. Everyone's dropping dead. Like, what am I going to do? And my sister, like everyone else, like she didn't know what to do. So I was like, wait a minute, you have to assume you're exposed. I was in the house for a number of hours. And I was telling her about the nasal irrigation and trying to get everything on. It's unbelievable. 
And again, you wouldn't have even needed this. You just had people prophylax on ivermectin and hydroxy a little bit for a couple months. This would have been over with when it was a lower level. But now we know that the government created this virus and then they, they, they shoved us in a building, they burned it down, and they blocked the exit. That is what they've done. 600,000 people. And believe me, I hate to say it, but when we're done with this, and that assumes it doesn't go back another round, please God that natural immunity holds up. As confident as I am in natural immunity for variants, I don't know about viral load. I don't know, and I really start to wonder, especially when you start seeing kids get this sick. Although, again, the one you know, counterpoint is all the doctors I know that already got COVID, and they did already get it, they're treating patients with high viral loads every second, and they're not getting reinfected. So, you know, that's something to hang on to. Notice we're eight minutes into the show, nine minutes into the show, and I still haven't even gotten to Biden's speech. As crazy as the Fourth Reich speech is, it's not even the biggest news. Even before we deal with the fascism, we got to deal with the virus that they now enhanced. That is a problem, and I've been yelping about it. And it's not our fault. It's their fault. They created it. People are dying. That, that's the first thing. Then the fascism. Now, you could do them concurrently. And, and today's morning column is on what we expect from governors to do. But that's how bad it is now. But my point is, this has been going on for 18 months. We knew most of this. And the phony conservative media finally yesterday... It's funny, they only know how to focus on something if, if Biden, if a Democrat president gives a speech, they'll comment on it. So until now, it's been Afghanistan, it's been everything under the sun except for COVID, and when it was COVID, they were off message or sometimes downright on the wrong side of the issue. Every one of them, and you know exactly who I'm talking about. 90% of them. People not named Steve Dace and a handful of others. Yeah, they've been on the wrong side. Off message. Suddenly now, oh my God, if they, and, and I, I love how you have all these like statements. I'm pro-vaccine and I've gotten it and I've encouraged everyone to get it a hundred times. But this is a bridge too far and it's dangerous if a president could do this. Really? You know what it's like? It's kind of like the story with the frog and the scorpion. When the scorpion asked for a hitch across the river and the frog was like, you're going to sting me. And the scorpion's like, well, I can't kill. I wouldn't kill myself. Then I'll drown too. Takes him across. And in the middle, he stings him. He's like, well, now I'm going to die. Why do you do that? And he said, well, because I'm a scorpion. That's what I do. These phony conservatives are like the frog mid-river that already hitched the ride. You already allowed them to breach the few constitutional firewalls we still had in place 18 months ago. You allowed in every red state and every red county practically for the mandates, the wrong-headed treatment, the blocking of treatment, the mess. And I, I've been saying this all year. I said if they could regulate human breath and regulate that you cover your tailpipe, the human tailpipe, your mouth and your nose, what quite literally can they not do to you? And the answer is nothing. There's nothing they can that, 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 that's out of bounds for them. So now when it's too late and they have so much power, again, not that we don't have a fight on our hands. We got to do what we got to do. But I'm saying 
Now suddenly they're like, yeah. And then even then, they're off message. Even now they're off message. I'm fine about uniting. Believe me, we need nothing more than all these people to unite. But they unite behind what? Not saving the country, not a policy outcome, not saving human lives. They unite behind, you guessed it, a cheap talking point. Oh, look at Christy Nome. What a hero. She said we're going to take Trump, we're going to take Biden to court. Really, the same courts that have already applied Jacobson, Indiana federal judge, and the Supreme Court allowed that to stand. The same courts that are giving standing to counties to force, not only to not grant us relief from the mandates, but to grant counties relief from DeSantis, who wants to take away their ability to mandate on us. Really? The, the courts? This is our 9-11, folks, times 100. You know, until now, a lot of us have had this inkling to downplay the virus. And, and yeah, they've, they've lied, they've inflated some of the death counts, but let's say the death count is inflated by 25%, which is I think is what we've been estimating all along. Folks, that's a heck of a lot of people. It would still be, you know, at least 450,000 people. Some of them were kind of at the end of their life. A lot of people were not. A lot of people were cut down early. And this is nothing that we need to be ashamed of. Like, we didn't lock down enough. We didn't mask enough. We didn't vaccinate enough. We did all that. And all the countries that did that have it worse. Why does Israel have it worse than anyone? And Canada now has it worse. And all these countries. But India, Nepal, and Sweden are done with it. Ask yourself that question. And if you understand Merrick's disease from the chicken vaccine, it's obvious. We've never mass vaccinated in the middle of a pandemic, we've never mass vaccinated with a narrow spectrum spike protein. And we've never mass vaccinated with a leaky vaccine that has zero efficacy against infection and transmission and waning efficacy against symptoms. And now we've done all three in once. And by the way, fourth factor against a synthetic NIH-funded and made virus. We are in uncharted waters for humanity. They could have given people a kit of pulse oximeters, of all the supplements that work from knack and black seed oil, turmeric and curcumin, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, K2, magnesium, giving people instructions how to use it, quercetin, giving them a life supply of hydroxychloroquine and, and ivermectin. And for the few people that that's not enough, have every doctor on standby to prescribe all the stuff. Can you imagine if for a fraction of the money, they would have, like, as, as strongly as I believe in the doctors, we had one on yesterday, you said he has a 99.99% cure rate with their protocols. As good as they are, had our government put a little bit of funding into research, by now we would have had stuff that would blow their protocols out of the water. The research we could have done. Even the monoclonals, so few people can't get a hold of it. It's truly, truly, truly unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. 
Now, our next sponsor for today, if there's something you want to take your own destiny in your own hands, stop allowing big tech to use your data to sell it to bankroll themselves, all the while spying on your business plans, medical records, social security, you name it. I can't believe how long it took me to get into StartMail, but now I have it, and I'm proud of it. Um, I'm going to gradually be phasing out my other emails. So my start mail is danielhorowitz at startmail.com. Okay, it's one word, startmail.com. Startmail keeps my email private, period. So every, every email is encrypted. Um, and encryption means, you know, they can't read it. it when it's deleted, it's gone forever. Um, the good thing is, frankly, they're not an American company, which I'm proud of. Because then they wouldn't have the freedom to have their own servers. And they'd have the, the parlor problem. They don't. They have their own servers, so they don't have the problem. It's backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. A good thing is that they generate a shareable Elias email. So you can have multiple Eliases with your plan that you get from them. So, you know, if you you need to sign up for, like, spam or something, these different things, you can give a different email. Um I found it works great, um, very easy to switch, and I can. My only regret is I didn't do it sooner. Again, switch from spy mail to start mail. I don't trust big tech, neither should you. Start securing your email privacy with start mail today. Get fifty percent off your first year by going to startmail.com/slash/conservative. That's start with a T at the end. S T A R T mail.com/slash/conservative for fifty percent off your your uh, first year, don't empower big tech with the rope to hang ourselves with it. So folks, coming back to 9-11, again, we've said this numerous times over the years. I'm not going to repeat it because you know this already. What we should have done was bomb Saudi Arabia, frankly, and Iran, which funded it, and Afghanistan, and then leave punish and destroy don't punish yourself by owning their nation building and then we should have cut off immigration from the middle east and instead we double down on student visas which they all had visas and driver's license the hijackers we double down on them the we have triple the number of mosques in this country funded by turkey and and uh, Qatar, the muslim brotherhood we're a hundred times worse off in terms of islamic fascism in america and now we've come full circle with Afghanistan. Hundreds of thousands of these people. Unbelievable. The amount of terrorism we're going to have in this country. But more than the terror, terrorism, as I've said all along, when you bring in 500,000 Sharia adherent Islamists, okay, it's not a matter of, okay, what percentage will become terrorists? It's a matter of most of them will coalesce together, change our communities, and foster and cultivate a climate of Sharia supremacism, which in turn over time breeds all of this stuff on your own shores. It's worse than, oh, you know, you'll have 20 terrorists, 30 terrorists, 100 terrorists. This is what we've done to ourselves, but now we've come full circle with COVID. So Virginia, Virginia now has problems. High vaccination rate, by the way. High vaccination rate. But anyone who didn't get infection, they're having problems with this now. Which is why our government, by the way, does not have any uniform data on um, 
you know, v- vaccination status and hospitalization. Well, while they are putting an embargo on outpatient treatment, while the hospitals are garbage for Americans, this is from the Washington Post, Afghan crisis wreaked havoc on Northern Virginia hospitals due to lack of federal planning, local officials say. The mass arrival of Afghan evacuees last month, many in need of medical care, wreaked havoc on Northern Virginia's hospital system, prompting a regional emergency response group to assume oversight after one hospital became overwhelmed with patients and federal officials lost track of where some Afghans were hospitalized. Area leaders have been asking the Biden administration to pay for the mounting costs of keeping track of the hospitalized evacuees, for giving them rides back to Dulles Expo Center, where they've been temporarily housed. We're paying for this. We're paying for this. It's unbel- Our hospitals are already at, almost at capacity, she said, referring to the recent surge in coronavirus cases. It's not like they have tons of free beds available. I will guarantee you, I guarantee you the way our politics is at, at this moment, the refugees will be given preferential treatment to Americans. I was speaking again with Dr. Eric Hansen. We had him on earlier this week. That guy is truly righteous. He's treating so many people. He's um, Some of the people in our audience has reached out to him in his office, and he's trying to treat everyone he can for free, for free. You contrast a man like this with the dirtbag government officials. It's unbelievable. But he tells me the hospitals, the ERs, will turn people away with their sats dangerously low. He treats them. And now we have Afghanis ahead of us. It's unbelievable. We now created a 9-11 from our own government, the enemy within, much worse than 20 years ago. And we've come full circle by aggravating and exacerbating the cause of the first 9-11 and making things more stressful and worse as we try to deal with the second one. I'm sorry, like, this is why I just can't get jazzed up about 9-11. Again, certainly the heroism of Todd Beamer and people like that, let's roll, and the lessons we need to learn from that, and the firefighters that literally sacrifice themselves. I I say this every year on 9-11, I don't want to forget it this year either, um, at the end of the day, you know, all of us at the time, I remember, you know, when we saw this, um, I was a senior in high school and, you know, you saw the images, we're all like trying to do the math, 110 floors, two buildings, whatever, you know, we thought we'd see 10, 15,000 casualties there. And in total, including, uh, the planes and, and the Pentagon, uh, and in Shanksville, it was about 3000. And as bad as that was, I mean, a lot of that was, the statistics are unbelievable. Almost everyone below the impact line in both buildings survived and, and evacuated. Almost every single person. So, I mean, that again, that, that is always going to be um, go down as one of the greatest uh, um, efforts ever. But now what we have is, imagine if on 9-11, the doctors would have said, I mean, the, the firefighters would have been like, screw that, I ain't going in there. And you know what? They would have been a lot more justified given the danger. But now these doctors, you have telemedicine. Okay? You don't even have to see the patient. And they refuse to treat. We have a raging fire. And again, 
it's not a good analogy because if you can't get someone out of the building, they're going to die and get burnt. There's nothing you can do. Here, you could fax it in. A prescription. Right? So they're not physically trapped. They're getting attacked by the virus. And our government is forcing that. And, and I want you guys to know, if you ever needed proof on the efficacy of ivermectin, Australia has announced a complete ban on ivermectin. Okay? Now you know it works. Because the most despotic places that want to kill the most people are the ones... So you would think, if you're about zero COVID, which Australia says they're about, you would be all over early treatment. Heck, if you want to be a fascist, see, what we have today is not even fascism. It's genocidal. It's just straight genocide. Because if it's just fascism, but you want zero COVID, I'm just saying, if you, if, if you don't care about human rights and the Constitution, civil rights, but you genuinely want to get rid of COVID, you would force everyone to prophylax on ivermectin for a few months. That's what you would have done. That's Uttar Pradesh. Zero COVID is Uttar Pradesh. In India, that's what they did. I mean, the government didn't force it. They made it available for them. But no, they ban it. You can't get treated. Because it's fascism mixed with genocide. Notice all the, all the countries that are the most into the vaccine and COVID fascism now have the most cases and the least treatment. And that is by design, and that is worse than anything these guys could do. Would our own government, would our own media, would our own culture, elite system, the system, what they have done to us is something that our worst external enemies could have never accomplished. At the end of the day, you know, we had the Patriot Act. We had some stupid things we did. But at the end of the day, we did not... I, I understand people talk about surveillance, but we were pretty free until March 2020. It did not... I, I, I know, you know, a lot of you are going to hit, you know, send me emails. It's not true. We had a lot of things. And, and it's true. A lot of, the, a lot of what we did um, with COVID did have its uh, moorings in some of the post-9-11 response. But generally speaking, our people had resolve. They weren't even fearful. They wanted to fight for our country. But that resolve takes a very different form today. And I'm going to be very clear about what form I think that should take. But before we get to the solution, I want to get to... I, I want you to understand fully why I believe the solution is both warranted and justified. Now, this portion of the show is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. To the extent that we could get any representation in court, ADF has been doing that for decades, covering religious liberty, sanctity of life, freedom of speech, marriage, parental rights in the highest courts. By the way, you now have parents that are losing custody of children for not getting the clot shots. If you go to ADF Legal... Org CR. You can get a copy of their ebook titled Generational Wins to understand um, how they've been fighting for us and their success. They really rely on the generosity of patriots just like you. So they don't have, you know, they don't charge and they don't have, um, unlike the ACLU and MALDEF and all these uh, illegal alien groups um, and refugee groups, 
that could represent everyone, every human being in the world. Americans don't have representation. So go to adflegal.org slash CR, adflegal.org slash CR. So I want to read this to you. Some of you might have seen this, but for those of you who didn't, I'm going to read this to you because it's very well done by the Daily Caller Foundation. <clears throat> um, Fauci-funded Wuhan lab viruses exhibited over 10,000 times higher viral load than natural strain. Keep that in mind. Keep the word viral load in mind. U.S. and Chinese researchers funded by Dr. Anthony Fauci's NIH, uh, or NIAID, right? The NIH's Allergy and Infectious Disease Department created viruses in a Wuhan lab that exhibited over 10,000 times higher viral load and humanized mice than the natural virus they were based on, according to infectious disease professor citing documents recently released by the agency. The U.S. nonprofit group EcoHealth Alliance notified the NIAID in two reports that between June 2017 and May 2018, it had created three lab-generated uh, chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses in China that exhibited, quote, significantly higher, unquote, viral loads, documents first reported by The Intercept show, but the agency continued to fund the project with taxpayer dollars without flagging it for review by an independent federal committee created in late 2017 to oversee gain-of-function research. Rutgers University professor Richard Ebright, a vocal opponent of gain-of-function research, said the data was a bona fide bombshell that proves NIAID, under Fauci's leadership, violated federal policies, endangered the public, and lied to the public. Okay? Three EcoHealth One Institute of Virology lab generated viruses exhibited 10 to 10,000 times higher viral load than the starting bat virus in humanized mice. Elbright tweeted One EcoHealth WIV lab generated virus exhibited higher pathogenicity than the starting bat virus in infection studies with humanized mice. The results demonstrate unequivocally a gain in function. In comparison, the viral load for people infected with the Delta variant is roughly 1,000 times higher than those infected with the original strain of the virus, according to Nature Science Journal. But again, it doesn't make sense. Why would you suddenly have, when in the history of viruses would you have a virus? And it mutates, and it mutates a few times. And then the fourth or fifth mutation, however you keep count, suddenly it's 1,000 times higher. It's not Delta. That's just what we're calling it. I don't think Delta started out that way. The studies that have done that are later. It was post-vaccine leakiness in my mind. The only other thing I could say, I have two theories. One is the leaky vaccine. The other one is, is this, usually it mutates down, but this was synthetically created as a mutation. Could it be going back now to higher viral loads? I don't know, but whatever it is, I'll tell you this. It's not our fault. We didn't create it. We didn't do anything with it. And we deserve treatment and prophylaxis to deal with the problem that they created. Not for them to demand on our bodies things that are harmful and don't work. It's in black and white. Our government. Imagine if our government would have flown, not would have created, I don't know, a terrorist style attack that killed 600,000 people and got millions very sick. Well, that's what just happened. Our government knowingly created this. 
Okay, that is a fact. The only questions are, who else was involved? How much was Pfizer involved in it? Did they downright mean for it to escape? Or did it escape by accident? Notice they're always wagging their finger at us. The onus is always on us. Like we're doing something wrong for living and breathing. When they created the problem and blocked the sane solution of hydroxychloroquine prophylaxis from day one. Day one. People don't know what to do with this. And they say the only solution is to make it worse. You tell me how I could even get jazzed up about a 20th anniversary of 9-11. And again, I, I mean that with all due respect to certainly the people that have family members who, who died on that day. It's not that it's a devoid of meaning. It certainly is. It just demonstrates the terrible predicament we're in right now. I, ca- I could not have written a science fiction novel of the culpability of a government that has done this. In my worst nightmare, and I was always the prophet of woe and lamentation, warning that our government would screw us, I never could have imagined something like this. And then, and then to block any treatment for it. Which gets me to the solution. The solution is 100% secession. Okay? Times 100 We need to break away. The problem is because none of these governors, these governors here, here's the deal. All these governors tweeting out their heroics, they have said Biden's message. All of them were like, it's the unvaccinated hurting the vaccinated, which doesn't make sense. It's the opposite that's happening. It's the vaccinated hurting hurting the unvaccinated. It doesn't make any sense. But all these Republican governors, minus the mandates, were saying the same things. It's, it's so cute watching my colleagues appalled by Biden. I'm like, dude, the Alabama, Mississippi governors were saying this the whole time. Okay? So they, they've been part of this. We should have been laying the groundwork for this for 18 months. Now you got to walk before you run. So the first thing is an unequivocal interposition for every governor to immediately convene an emergency session of the state legislature and demand passage of a bill that criminalizes the implementation of any COVID mandates within a state, authorizes the state troopers to arrest any federal worker or agent that tries to enforce it within the boundaries of the state, to fine businesses steeply for getting involved in this, And then to parlay that against what we should be doing, which is using the billions of dollars they already got from the federal government. See, the feds can't take it back. They already have it. To bombing neighborhoods and cities and communities with resources and information and doctors and prescriptions for dealing with COVID. I can't think of anything better, but that needs to be the solution. And then we need to move to breaking up from this government. You cannot... I, you tell me how you live harmoniously with a power structure that has done this to us. And look, you want to come out and say, we made a mistake. 
with humility that you're the problem. We're sorry. Here's how we think it works. Because they know we're the ones who have to guess in the dark what the next move of the virus is going to be. Here's how to treat it. Here it is. We'll make it available for you. Instead, they criminalize us. Truly, truly unbelievable. But that's where we are. And I, I just want to say it, it's astounding how nobody is interested in trying to figure out why the most vaccinated fascist places are having such problems more than before. Oh, it's the Delta. That doesn't make any sense. Steve Dace just put this out. In the U.S., we have 53% vaccination rate, which, again, it's really a lot. It's misleading because, you know, most of the people not are really, um, you know, no one under 12 or officially. And then a lot of people maybe 12 to 18 or so. But, you know, certainly 18 and above, it's like, what is it, like 70%. Israel, 64.1. UK, 64.1. Germany, 61.3. Canada, 68. They all have problems. But then you look at, um, you know, India. They're at 12.2% vaccinated, and they're done with it. And again, I know India did get a big delta wave. That's where it supposedly originated. It, to my knowledge, did not affect younger people as much. And yes, it was more transmissible, but their death rate, oh, Daniel, they don't record. It's a third world country. No, it's not. They have a very centralized bureaucracy. We know why they short-circuited with ivermectin. Then you look at Mongolia. So Israel has been the most, they've had the most cases per capita. Well, Mongolia took them over. Mongolia is now higher than Israel. Do you know that they had vaccinated 60% of their population before most of this wave began? Okay? And Mongolia had no COVID at all before they began mass vaccination. Just so you know, they literally had no COVID. Um... So that's that's where we are. Now, deaths are going up relatively. They had zero, and now it's following the cases. But, you know, like it does in Eastern um, Asia, for whatever reason, the East Asian people just don't seem to have a problem with it. And again, very interestingly, Nepal, Nepal and India are the places that achieved herd immunity. The flu is back in full force, and that is a good thing. Which again proves that the f- disappearance of the flu is a seesaw effect with viral interference from the circulation of the virus, not your reaction to it. Like the mask somehow got rid of the flu, but not COVID, but you still have to wear a mask for COVID. No, it's the circulation of the virus. The fact that the flu is funny, the flu has disappeared everywhere. It's come back in India and Nepal. Those are the two places that seem to be done with COVID. Now, we could be like India, too. But guess what? Guess what? All the places that are fascist are banning prescriptions. This is from the UK Guardian. I mentioned it before. Australia's drug regulator has banned medical practitioners from prescribing the antiparasitic drug ivermectin for off-label uses, such as for treating for COVID. The move comes after prescriptions for the drug increased between three and four times in Australia in recent months. The Therapeutic Goods Administration announced the ban on Friday afternoon. 
People will now only be able to get ivermectin prescription for TGA-approved conditions, including scabies and certain parasitic infections. Could you imagine that? So if you have scabies, you could have it. But COVID dropped dead. It's unbelievable. It's genocidal. Genocidal. Okay? And and the, the true tragedy is that this was really the first place. Okay? The first place in the world. I forget which university in Australia that actually had the first study on COVID and ivermectin. You know, ivermectin working for COVID. If you don't think we could become Australia, dude, we're three quarters of the way there. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. And the more they do it, the more they make the virus worse. The more they make the virus worse, the more they turn to people, see, see, it's a problem. You better listen to us. And no one's turning around. Again, even my good colleagues, they're still on this messaging that, oh, the virus is not a problem. But now what we know about it, why do you have to downplay it? God didn't create this. This is not natural. This is horrible. They created it. All the more so we should not listen to their solutions and their bans on the true solutions. This is where the governors and state legislatures come in. You got to get a hold of your state legislators and demand they get into special session. And the worst thing is so literally Biden sounded like Hitler. Yesterday, this was Sieg Heil, you know, like totally unbelievable. It is shocking how in any liberal democracy we ever could have imagined such a speech being given. And then these legislators are going to say, um, Daniel, it's September. We're not in session. So, uh, um, we can't, the rules say we can't meet. Oh, so he could declare the Fourth Reich. And you can't use not just a legitimate organ of government, but the most democratically represented closest to the people to go and convene, oh, because of the rule. You got to meet power with power. You have to fight force with force. Again, I think governors should do this, but I'm just telling you, I'm being realistic. They're not going to have the guts and the optics are better to get the legislature involved. Call it an emergency session. It will, it will awaken people. It's a lot better than a governor just putting out a press release. And you start holding here, you immediately pass a law suspending that. And then you start holding hearings. Could you imagine if the shows that I have done with these expert scientists and doctors the last number of months would be in the form of legislative hearings. Oh, well, the Democrats can co control Congress. Well, I don't care about Congress. That's not where the fight is. It's in the states. Republicans control 31 state legislatures, 19 of them with super majorities, 23 of them where they have Republican governors as well. Why is that not happening? Now, I will tell you, I've been doing this show for about seven years, and... I have never received so much positive feedback than from the guests I've had the last few months. Not from me, <laughs> but the guests I have. And, you know, that just gives me a sampling of what resonates with people. You could imagine if the public would get to hear people like Ryan Cole and his brilliance and his humility 
and his compassion and his care going through every aspect of the virus, every aspect of treatment, every aspect of mechanisms of action, every aspect of the vaccines and the problems with them. Can you imagine the effect it would have? If you are in a state legislator and you're sitting this out, dig a grave and bury yourself in it because that's why you were created and you have no purpose of living. If you are a doctor and you are not treating this virus, dig a grave, bury yourself in it, and don't come out. That's it. This is our 9-11 times 20. I never could have imagined we'd be marking the 20th anniversary like this. But it almost doesn't matter. Heck, even the refugees, as riled up as I am about it, and as dangerous as it is, it's like, frankly, our government's going to kill us quicker than the refugees will, than the Islamist terrorists that I'm worried about. I could never have thought of a more existential issue than the border, crime, I mean, all this stuff. The courts are nuts. They're relying on the courts. Do you know yesterday, a court put an injunction on Governor DeSantis's anti-rioting bill. So you have a right to riot, but you don't have a right to breathe. You don't have a right to live without getting a spike protein injected into your body. And these governors are like, I'll see you in court, Biden. Yeah, he'll see you in court. He'll win. The courts are part of the problem. They're in on it. The courts are the worst branch of government. This is all we can do. If, if you're in a blue state, you're done. There's nothing you can do anyway. If you're in a state with a Republican governor and legislator, you need to flood the calls and say, stop putting out statements. Stop with the courts. You want to file a lawsuit and join a multi-state lawsuit? That's fine. But I'm also a little bit worried about it because if you, you know, some people might say, well, what's the harm, Daniel? Normally I'd tell you, you know, do all of the above, do that as well. But I'm concerned that you look horrible if you shoot at, in, in the courts and then miss and then lose. And they side with, with the federal government. They need to immediately pass a nullification bill saying no, 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 no. This is why our founders didn't want centralized power. In case one would become rogue, we'd always be able to rely on at least one of the 50 states to be a shining example. Again, I know the Florida governor, by the time you hear this, he would have given his press conference. I don't know what he's going to say yet, but, you know, he's, he's our only man that we have really to set the tone. But I will tell you, Alexander Hamilton was the biggest proponent of a robust federal government. But he's had this to say about the um, supremacy clause, right? In Article 4, the Constitution, that, you know, the, the feds predominate. It will not follow, this is a Federalist 33, it will not follow from this doctrine that acts of the larger society, which are not pursuant to its constitutional powers, but which are invasions of the residuary authorities of the smaller societies, will become the supreme law of the land. And he always said he'll just ignore them. James Madison, Federalist 46, predicted that a federal encroachment would easily be mitigated by state action because, the, quote, the means of opposition to it are powerful and at hand. The disquietude of the people, the repugnance and perhaps refusal to cooperate with the officers of the union, the frowns of the executive magistracy of the state, that's the governor, the embarrassments created by the legislative devices, state legislature, which would often be added on such occasion 
would oppose in any state difficulties not to be despised would form in a large state, think Florida, Texas, very serious impediments against federal encroachments, and where the sentiments of several adjoining states happen to be in unison would present obstructions which the federal government would hardly be willing to encounter. I believe that's still true even with the brazen federal government we have today. The question is, do we have any takers? Folks, this is our Flight 93 moment. We cannot get beyond this. There is no issue that matters beyond this. I will tell you, so many people are going to die both from the vaccine and from the virus unless we block the mass vaccination, certainly the mandates, and get early and prophylactic treatment to people immediately. So many people, people in this audience, will not be alive. I will guarantee you that. Whether you were vaccinated or not, if you didn't have prior infection, within the next few, few months, you look at states like New Hampshire, Maine, that have 15 20% infection rate. Most people didn't get this yet. They're now facing this with very little resistance. The worst viral load from the Pfizer variant. This is a monster. We've come full circle where I will tell you the virus is a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's the worst thing we faced. And it's not natural. It was created and enhanced by our bastard government. I take solace in the fact that God has unlimited seating capacity. See, the death penalty doesn't even speak to what these people have done, the pain and suffering and death. You know, I always say this. If someone kills one person, so you say you kill them. Even that's not a good um, you know, retribution because the innocent person's life was worth a lot more than theirs. But certainly when you have a mass murder, well, how do you pay them back? And that's something only God can do. Likewise, in terms of reward, people that, again, I look at these doctors, Dr. Henson, Dr. Urso, Cole, um, Peter McCullough, all these guys, the amount of people they have treated for free, the lives they've saved, and they're vilified. Pierre Corey is disgusting. It's time to be the Todd Beamer of our generation because now we have a different sort of 9-11, the enemy within. Folks, send this show around to all your friends and relatives, neighbors, associates, I don't need the ratings. I just need people to get their life-saving information. I'm going to try to have some more doctors and other helpful experts on next week. Till then, may God keep us safe. May God foil the plans of the bad guys. And let's roll. Let's roll.